Hey, good morning. Today's daf is daf Ayin. Today's shir is Li'ilu Nishmas, Li'ora Bas Tzvi, Ben Zion, Ben Zev, Avram Alevi, Miriam Bashaya, Shainzel Bas Yaakov, Yoel Hill, Ben Ruvain. May the Neshamas have an Aliyah and may the memory be a blessing. Um, okay, we're still involved in the cures mentioned by the, that the Gemara is going through. Again, yesterday, I remember we saw the Marshal who said that part of the reason that they are included is to show that the the Chazal uh, were familiar and, uh, with uh, not only Chochmas Atorah, but also other Chochmas, and that they were wise and on top of they were great in other areas as well. Um, interesting, because we would almost say it might show the opposite. Um, we also saw very interestingly, Ebekiva Eka brings from the Maril, that uh, you shouldn't try any of these. Um, because you don't, we don't really understand what Chazal, like, you know, the measurements and all, you know, the, the, the ingredients, what exactly the ingredients are, and you're going to get it wrong, and you're going to come to Mok Chazal. Interestingly enough, they seem to take for granted that these refuers would work. Um, I think uh, maybe it's a little bit what would maybe be called the modern approach, but uh, they based it on their understanding and their, their observations and understanding of medicine at the time. And therefore, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, they weren't necessarily up to date. And we would have a responsibility not to listen to the Gemara, but to listen to our doctors. That's, uh, most people seem to agree on, at least on that, you should listen to our doctors, either because these won't work, Shino Ateva, they only... They're not as effective as our medicines, or because you just won't get them right, and you'll come to mock Chazal, amongst I other reasons. I can just go one step further. If I had to tell you, take some fungus, let it rot for a bit, put it in a laboratory, mix it all up, and then put it into a needle, and pump it into your arm, and that's called penicillin. Also think, sounds as crazy as any of these. sounds as crazy as any yeah. of these. So, yeah. and you've also got to know what you're doing, and... Yeah. Exactly. You need a, need a million dollar factory, you need a few million dollar factory, laboratory. 500 years time when they don't have needles and they don't use fungus and they don't, yeah. they'll think, okay, these people put fungus in them, but it's very old-fashioned. Yeah, so, no, you're right. Um, there are certain things that you can figure out from observation and stuff. As we'll see, today's stuff starts with a few cures and then it moves on to uh, practices for healthy living. Now again, I would say the principle of healthy living, we'll mention it when we get there, is very, very important. What constitutes that? Well, the Rambam has his sefer. Again, some people say what the Rambam says is basically Ruach HaKodesh and you should follow it, whether the doctors get it or not. And others say, no, the Rambam's basing it on his observations, his times, and obviously if you have updated information, you should follow that. I mean, some of what the Rambam says would be almost considered... Uh, Cutting edge, and probably for his time it was mind blowing. Okay, look as you say, if someone has it, some sort of warts or boils, Lacey Shalchite Azanisa brings seven large wheat kernels, Veniklinu, Amora Chadasa, and roast them on a, and, and roast them on a new rake, Venofik Mashramine, squeeze out the oil from them, Veneshuf, and rub that oil on the warts. Ravsimi Barashi, Ovadlai Alahu, Oivet Kachovim, Ledavar Acher, Ravsimi Barashi made this cure for an Oyved Kochovim for Dovar Acher. Dovar Acher, we generally say, refers to Tsaras. The Isti, and he was cured. Look at the top toises of the page. Hikshe Harab, Rabbein Elchanan, Amaylo Asur, Lerufua, so Oyved Kochovim. Isn't it forbidden to cure an Oyved Kochovim? Kudomrinu Beperek, Ein Mamidim, Gabe Meyaledes, Umeynika, Filu, Bizchar, 
the fish and Magad al Avodis Chachomim. You're not allowed to. In Maseches Avodis Zor, it says you're not even you're not allowed to help a non an Oved Chachomim birth. You're not allowed to act as a midwife or help in the delivery or uh, in the nursing because you're causing someone being raised to serve Avodis Zor. Um, again, this would be very more comprehensible to us if we bring in the Me'iri we saw the other day. He says when we speak these sort of halakhas about Oivdei, Avodazar is the real hardcore, um, despicable pagans. Ri, the Ri suggests an answer. Maybe to become greater in medicine it was allowed. So that you, so that you know how to cure a Jew through this. I, if you do refer, if you, if you, if the only people you can check out his refers on are Jews, very small pool, but a uh, small pool of people he can draw from, and he has to wait till the till Israel has the Stavarach, you know. So very enough. But if you have uh, another few million people, a few hundred thousand, few, a lot of more people to test your medicine on, then uh, then you're more likely to find a cure. Maybe you can say also you'd rather use an an Oyvain or as your guinea pig and not uh, as your lab uh, your lab mouse and not a Jew but so that's what he's saying here um, that just raises obviously a few other interesting questions um, amongst uh, you know, it reminds me there's a big discussion can a, um, doing autopsies could you consider doing an autopsy because you don't know how to get an off from a mace so when, when do we transgress an issue for the sake of, through this you can heal two other Jews? Um, then the re gives another answer. And obviously there's a lot more to discuss in the answer, but it's a very fascinating question. And the answer, I think, triggers a lot of fascinating discussion. It says, Inami, another alternative answer. Maybe the Oyved Kochovim knew that uh, Rav Simi Barashi was an expert in these cures. He was a, uh, a well-known doctor. Vishori Mishum Eva, and he was allowed to do this because of Eva. We know Oishem, or perhaps Lo Shalakan, Magadabe Lavodis Kachomin, Kamoiba, Mayaledes, Umenokos. Also, maybe here, he's already an adult. It's curing uh, some sort of skin disease that boil. It's not causing a child to grow up to Avodazora. Like if you help deliver a child or you help uh, nurse a child, then you're helping raise him to Avodazora because he's innocent and doing nothing and he's going to grow up to serve Avodazora. Whereas here this guy was already an adult. So those are three answers he gives. The second one's also very interesting because there's certain uh, um, the uh, um, I mean we say a similar thing. You're not allowed to break Shabbos to save the life of an Anji. The Maase practically, I don't know if Jews have ever practiced that. You always have the excuse, no, you have to save non-Jews lives or Jews lives because you're going to, uh, um, because otherwise you're going to run into trouble if they see that you're not. Um, Eva Eva is uh, animosity, you cause animosity amongst Jews and non-Jews and then uh, anti-Semitism and in those days I think it, you could say it still applies nowadays, but in those days it was much more um, clearly problematic Eva. When the non-Jews hate the Jews, they call they have a pogrom, they have Quranic crusades, so it was, it is a real serious consideration. They even asked from Moshe about something to do with Ava, and they said, like in America, there's no anti-Semitism, there's no Ava, they're not going to start a pogrom, all you have to worry. And Moshe Pansin said to them, I mean, this is in the time of uh, Soviet Russia, says, what? 
You don't think that your actions and how they perceive Jews affects the Jews in Russia. Like they're going to see on television what Jews were doing or what that, and that will give them an excuse and a excuse and a motivation to be more anti-Semitic and more harmful to the Jews in Russia. So, so don't treat Ava as a oh well in my my small community it's not going to be a problem. You've got to look at the broader picture. Um, There's also I heard an interesting question from uh, Rav Ayelivet said in the name of Rav Shechta. Um, are there certain halachas that you should practice, but you don't want to? So he says, for example, like this one of not letting a, a non-Jew, not helping a non-Jew on Shabbos. Like I said, in practice, it's never been like that. But theoretically, if a non-Jew is dying on Shabbos, you can't save their life. Um, is that a halacha that you should not want? You should want to be able to help him, but halacha says you can't. And are there other things where you should be practicing a certain way, but not want to do that practice, not want to follow the halacha? Interesting uh, question to think about. Okay, let's carry on. Omar Shmuel, Haimai Demochi, Lei Ba'alunchi the Parsai, someone who's been stabbed by a Persian spear. Machia Lechaya, there's no chance he'll live. Arahachi Vahachi, but in the interim, while before he dies, you can make things better for him. Says Nisbulei Bisrishmena Gume. Let's. Um, Force feed him fatty meat roasted on uh, on uh, fatty meat on the bone, the chamrechaya and undiluted wine. The efshet the chaya puto umavkin avesa. He will hopefully live a bit longer and be able to command his house. I give uh, give his final instructions. You know you know set in order who must get what Yerusha finalize a few things etc. Says Omar Iri Barabin. Hi man, the bola ziburik. Someone swallows this uh, I don't know, fly or hornet. Ma'achelachai is not going to live. Arahachi vahachi. But before he does, Nashke reviews the chale shamzak. Feed him, uh, not feed him. Give him uh, a reviews of sharp vinegar to drink. Esha dechay puta matki lebei. So there's a chance that he'll have. Uh, He'll live a bit longer and be able to set his affairs in order. Omri Yishu ben Levi, Rabbi Yishu ben Levi says, Ochel boso shor belefes velon belevoyna. If someone eats um, ox meat with turnip and he sleeps under the moon on the belayla yudalid v'tes vos betfukas tamuz on the 14th or 15th in tamuz in summer, ochuze achilo. He will be seized by this disease called achilo. We'll see Achilo come up a few times over the next few lines. It says, Tana vahamamole kreisum he called dawar osa Achilo. Similarly, someone who overeats will be taken, will be, uh, will be afflicted with Achilo. Omar Rappapa filu mitamri. And Rappapa says, this is even if you overeat dates. Shitta. Obviously, why should dates be any different? It's overeating that causes it. What does it matter what food you, you overeat? So he says, Pshitta. Salkadayatah hamino halva omamar tamri mish. Uh, Mar said, listen to the, adv- the benefits of eating dates. Must be, they bring the person satisfa- uh, satisfaction. They warm the body. They act as a laxative. They bring wealth. They, they make the person strong. And they don't uh, spoil. So you might say, it does not apply to dates. I dates, it is worth overeating. Kamashmalan, Rabbi comes to say, no, even dates you shouldn't overeat. Interesting, in the Rambam's uh, work on health, one of the things that he says you shouldn't do is eat dates. So the Gemara there says how healthy dates are. 
So maybe he was he realized that uh, most people couldn't resist and were overeating dates, which as we see, even overeating dates is bad, but I don't know, I'm not sure. It says, That's this fire in the bones. What is that? I'm not sure exactly what that is. My um, asute. What is... Oh, what's its cure? My asute. So, my mother, Abai said, my mother told me. Now, remember, when Abai refers to his mother, it's not literally his mother because he was an orphan. It's the woman who raised him, his nurse, um, his nanny. Kulu um, Shakani says, whenever you're taking a drink as a cure, class of a shiva of a tracer, it's either a three day, seven day, or six or twelve day um, course. Vahai ad damasti, but for Ochila, you must take it until you are cured. Most drinks that you're taking, all drinks when you're taking a drink as a cure, it must be taken on an empty heart, empty stomach. But for Achila, after he's eaten and drinking and gone to the bathroom and washed his hand, then they bring him the Talfachi. A fistful of this lentil, something or other, or a fistful of or and a fistful of old wine. I'm not sure you bring a fistful of wine. Mix them together. Maybe it's just a measurement. So it's a measure. So you mix this lentil dish with this uh, old wine. and and you wrap him in his uh, sheets and he goes to sleep. The lake is no one is waking. You must wait for him to uh, wake up by himself. When he wakes up, you must quickly remove the sheet from him because if you leave it on him, the illness, the achila, will come back. Says Omer Lei Eliyahu to Rabbi Nosson. Eliyahu said to Rabbi Nosson, "Achol shlish v'sosa shlish, aharach shlish. You must eat a third, drink a third, and leave a third. I, I think what it's, the Shah is: you must only eat and drink until you're a third full, and until you're two thirds full, and not till you full full. Ule kashetich ois v'tamod al miluach, because then when you get angry, you will be full." seems when you're angry, somehow you feel fuller, your stomach expands or whatever, and we're worried if you eat till you basically full and then you get angry, it's going to be dangerous from overeating. So rather eat till you're third full. <coughs> the Rambam in his uh, work on uh, health speaks quite a lot about overeating as uh, the dangers and the problems of overeating, which is quite amazing because nowadays they really push that as one of very, very, has very negative long, long-term effects. Tony Ribichia, Ribichia taught. Haroite Shloy Yomadi de Choyli Ma'ayim is someone to make sure they never have stomach issues. Yahay Rogil Betibul Kayetz Vachoyri. He must be careful. He must always dip his food when he eats through. Remember, that's the way they used to eat by dipping their food, both in summer and in winter. Utasayk Shanoschomi Menu. And if it's a meal that you really enjoy, Moshuch Yodcho Hey Menu. Withdraw your hand. I. Step away from the table if you're loving the food too much, or you know, somehow clear the table if you're enjoying the food too much, because as we've seen, the dangers of overeating. And never delay 
going to the bathroom. Interesting, here it's saying it as like health advice, you know, it's not good to uh, hold it in. But elsewhere we've seen it's also to hold it in because it can cause sterility. It's, oh, well, there, that's another danger of holding it in for too long. They brought, I think it was Ravis Tamidim, and many of them were sterile because they used to trust it through the whole shoot. Um, and But elsewhere, actually, we see it's Baltashaktu. Don't be vulgar to hold it in. Is vulgar, so I'm not sure how that would fit. Um, but here we seem to say it's health, and there we say it's isur. Oma mar ukva, high mind the shasi tilich chiyura azos of vyatek or vita. Someone who drinks low-grade white wine will become afflicted and weak. Omar Abchiz de Shisin Minei Chamrahapu, there's 60 types of wheat. Mala de Kulia Sumcha Richtana, the best of all of them is red, uh, fragrant wine. Guria de Kulu, the lowest of all of them. Talia Chiura, this low grade white wine. Omar of Yehuda, high mind de Yosef Betsi, Porne Betsaprani, Nisan Gabe Nura, Shayef Mashcha, someone who in the mornings of Nisan, sits uh, by the fire, Vashayat Mashcha, and rubs himself with oil. Benofik Vyosef Vishimsha then goes out and sits in the sun. Ochsuza Vike, Vitak, he'll become afflicted and weak. Tonura Bonan, the rabbis taught, now we're going more on, I mean, I guess we've already started into more healthy living than actual cures, but now we're going to continue on that discussion of certain practices that can be dangerous and harmful to one's health. So, is dam v'shimesh mitoso. If someone lets blood and then has intercourse, shimesh mitoso is a euphemism for intercourse. Have you no bonim vitkin? You'll have weak children. If both the husband and wife um, had their blood let. And then with Shimshu, they will have children who suffer from Rosan. I'm not sure what Rosan is. Some, uh, some illness, some weakness. This is all if they didn't eat anything. But if they ate after bloodletting, it wouldn't be dangerous. Someone who comes in from traveling. And then he Shimish Mitoso. He'll have the weak children. Someone who comes in from the bathroom should not um, have tashmish until he waits half a meal. Because the demon of the Beis Akisa accompanies him. And if he is intimate, he will have children who suffer epilepsy. That's how they often charge late nifchim. You also have to remember their bathrooms were, I mean, besides what, well, I don't know if you have to worry about demons and, and those sort of things, their bathrooms were uh, basically pits or just a designated area outside where everyone used to go. Our bathrooms are probably cleaner than their houses. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that, I don't know if that makes a difference regarding where demons hang out. But when you, you, we flush out anything that's in the bathroom, so it's not like it's sitting there. It's not like a very, uh, they are dirty. You should be careful. I wouldn't uh, treat a bathroom as, as clean. They are dirty, but, uh, but it's not like their bathrooms where it's all just sitting there. Um, and it's out in the field. It's not near their houses, etc. If someone um, 
is, has Tashmish standing, they'll be afflicted with, if he has some sort of spasms or something, or you shall, if he has it while sitting, Oxusa Deleria, he'll get Deleria, Himilamala, Himilamata, Oxus Deleria. If she's on top, he will be seized by Deleria. My Deleria, what is Deleria? Omri Bishua Ben Levi, Bishua Ben Levi says, now he doesn't say what Deleria is. Because he says, some delaria, the cure for delaria is dardera, this uh, plant called dardera. My dardera, amrabai amurika dechukai. This uh, sort of saffron that grows on the, with, by thorns. Rav Papa alis ubalalei. As the cure, Rav Papa would chew it and swallow it. Rav Papi ilis vishadilei and Rav Papi would chew and spit it out. Amrabai amisha ina baki. Yeah, so this is a. Uh, Okay, and we're not necessarily concerned with these things nowadays. Someone who is suffering uh, impotence. He must yeah, it's not an expert in. Derech Eretz is often a euphemism for intercourse. And here, the Boki expert in Derech Eretz means he's not able to. He must bring three, um, what's it, utensils full of uh, the safflower thorns. And grind them and boil them in wine and drink it. Doing this returned me to my youthful vigor. Then we carry on. Now we're going to bring lists of things that affect people in different ways. The three things that diminish the, the strength of a person. These are them. Fear, travel, and sin. Pachad would be like anxiety and over-worrying. It really drains a person. Um, interesting, now they, I mean not now, but they've been speaking about the dangers of stress on a person for a long time. That would probably be pachat, derech, travel, traveling too much is bad, and avon, uh, sin. Tosses ring tube shut, what's, what's avon? How does that weaken a person? So interesting, he says, dagasa avon, worrying about sin, or inami, alternatively, oinesha avon, the punishment for sin. But I thought that's quite uh, quite an interesting, uh, let's call it psychological answer. The people who live the life of uh, of, of, of you know, anxiety about their sins and can't get over their guilt and can't move on, can't do tshuva and move on, it can have a bearing on their health. Pachat Ziv, where do we see that all of these things called called uh, cause weakness or pachat because it's written Libi Sakalche, my heart flutters but it's anxious or Zavani Koichi and my sin forsook me. Derech travel the Sivas is written Inobaderek Koichi traveling uh, totally afflicted my strength. Avon Dirsiv we see sin because it's written Koshal Bavoni Koichi through my sins my strength failed. There are three things that break a person. If he eats while standing, or drinks while standing, or has tashmish while standing. There are five things that will bring a person closer to death than to life. If he eats, and immediately he stands up. 
شانس و آمدی drinks and immediately stands up هی کیز دم و آمد if he bloodless and stands up immediately یاشن و آمد if he sleeps and stands up immediately شیمش می تاس و آمد and if after تشمش he stands up immediately just on the sleeping one it's interesting because doesn't show horror of start with the um, what's it when you wake up wake up like a lion <laughs> just slip my mind here uh, uh, it's, it's like, but wake up with a lion so doesn't that implies you know as you open your eyes jump out of bed so if I remember correctly the Mishnah Buru that it brings no don't, don't you open with get ready with full strength but catch your breath find your bearings let your body be aware it's awake and then stand up don't wake up and jump up because that's not healthy if someone does the following six things they will die immediately what are they? Someone who comes in from traveling and he's exhausted, hake his dam and then he bloodlets, and he goes to the bathhouse for shasom and he shtaker and he drinks and becomes drunk, and he sleeps on the ground, and has intercourse, and Rabbi Yochanan says, this that it will cause death is where you do it in the above order. says, yeah, if you do it in that order, you'll die. If you do it out of order, don't think it won't affect you, it you'll just uh, be weak, you'll be ill. says, Ini, is that true? But didn't Mu'uras, out of the certain person, the certain woman, make her slave do three of these things and the slave died? He was a weakly person. So obviously you've got to take into account that maybe a normal healthy person who does these six, six things will die. If he does them out of order or less than six of them, he'll just be uh, weakened. But an unhealthy person will actually die from it. I heard uh, just this just reminded me of an interesting uh, point said in the name of the Chazan. They say about the Chazanish, but it's something obviously, um, I, I don't know if it's even true, but what the what the Ralph was pointing out is when you hear an anecdote of a psak or you read a letter of a sage, you've got to be very, very careful to understand the context, who they're writing to, what point are they addressing. He says, I mean, he was speaking about the letters of the Chazanish, but he says so often the person it was written to was taken out, the questions or the reasons of why he was writing it was taken out, which can totally change the context and the message that the sage was trying to put across. And he says, they brought an example, two Bokhrim, there was a milk shortage in Israel, or something, some issue like that. And two Bokhrim from Hebron, um, independently, but basically one after the other, went to the Chazanish to ask if they could have uh, what we would call Chalabstam uh, milk, um, but we call it, we consider our milk Chalabstam, based on the Psakim of Ramosh Fazi and other Gedolim. So they went to ask for the Chazanish if they could rely on that and have that milk. And he told the one, definitely not. You know, don't I don't know about definitely not, no, rather don't. And he told the other one, yeah, definitely you can. So I go back to Hebron, Yeshiva, and everyone else, what did the Chazanish tell you? And they each tell the opposite. The Chazanish says, it's fine, I can have it. And the other one says, the Chazanish says, no, you can't have it. So they went, so they sent someone, went back to the Chazanish and asked him what, you know, what happened. She says, the Chazanish uh, packed up laughing. And he said, and he just smiled, he said, uh, this, what do you mean? The one bocha came in, I could see he was strong and healthy, and he could do without milk. So I told him, you know, rather don't. The other bocha came in, I could see he was a bit of a wimp, he was uh, frail, not so healthy looking, so I said he should have it because he needs his milk. So again, you've you got to see, take the suck and the context, and uh, but that's what's reminding me here. Yeah, um, you do these six things, you'll die. In time, you do any less, you're not going to die. 
No, you've got to look at the context. I think a doctor and someone offering cures or medical advice or health advice, you've got to look at the context. It's not good enough to just say, if you do this, you'll be healthy, or if you do this, it's going to be harmful for you. You've got to take it in a broader picture. And I think that, I mean, I, think, I feel like that's what they're starting to push in some ways, more than exactly what you eat and exactly what type of exercise. It's more about a healthy lifestyle, doing exercise, being active. Yeah, do a bit of cardio and a bit of weights. Do eat, don't overeat, eat in moderation. Um, and why I say that is, I mean, you ask different, uh, there's like the standard formulas that dietitians give, but there's also, you know, this one says lots of protein, this one says a little bit of carbs, this one says zero carbs, this one says a little fruit, this one says fruit only once every six months, you know, whatever, all these different things. But I think it's large, a lot of it's probably about the lifestyle, not being too stressed, eating, eating in moderation, eating good foods, but not, uh, but again, it depends on the person and their situation. Okay, There are eight things that are, a lot of it is harmful, but a little bit is actually very good for you. It says, and these are them, derech, traveling. I would say that, uh, you know, walking. Uh, well, we know people find traveling very draining and stressful, but uh, walking to work is probably very, very helpful. Maybe you work a bit far, but <laughs> for someone I meet with. Derech Eret, that would be Tashmish. Oisher, wealth, Melacha, work, Yayin, wine, the Shinner, sleeping, Chamin, hot water. By causes dumb and bloodletting. So those things, if you do it, do it often or a lot of it, is very dangerous for you. But if you do it a little, a little bit, that's actually very good for you. Shmoyne Martin, Es Hazera, eight things that diminish semen. Ba'elohem and Yisraelim, Melech, Varov, Bahanetek, Salt, Hunger, and Netek is some sort of skin issue. Bechia. Crying, sleeping on the ground, eating out of season, and below, we'll see what that is soon, but bloodletting below is double as bad as all the others. Tana, we learned in a bride, just as bloodletting below is double as harmful, Bloodletting above is double as the double benefit. Omar Rav Papa, Rav Papa says, Lamata, Lamata min habaitim, Lamala, Lamala min habaitim. Below means on your body beneath the testicles, and above means above them. Ukashus shaloi bismano. We said that kushus out of season is very bad for you. Tana, we learned in a price, just as it's very bad, out of time, it's very beneficial in its season. The summer season is its season, and Tebes, the winter, um, is out of season. If you eat it in the spring or autumn, it's not going to have much effect either for the positive or the negative. Omar, they said, back to, I don't think you remember what Masechta we're doing and what we're discussing and why this is all here. It's been uh, three days. But if you remember what was the Mishnah discussing, it's right at the beginning of the Perek. If someone is, has Kudaikos, that we explained, was a demon made him temporary insane. 
and he says, right to get to my wife. Allah Omar Klum, you, sorry, but Omar Kis forget Ishti, Allah Omar Klum, he hasn't said anything. Omar Kis forget Ishti. However, if he first said, right to get to my wife, then he got possessed by this demon, then he went temporary insane. Because of Omar Lloyd his latter words are, you ignore. So you would write to get for his wife, because now that he's telling you not to, he's insane and we don't take him seriously. So, with that in mind, so, Omar Kis forget the Ishti, but also Kudaikus, because of Omar Altixavu, and Vorabachronim Klum. And behind the discussion that we're going to have now is that only someone who's mentally competent can authorize a get. And as we'll see, how do you view someone who has kudaikas? Do we view them as completely insane, or how do we how do we view them? So you can write and give the get immediately. I even he so again, what's the case? He said write to get to my wife, and theoretically you would carry that out immediately. However, he became possessed with this insanity, kudaikas. So what is Sarah Shakti says? She still do it. Even though now he has Kudaikas, you can still give the get. But Rabbi Yochanan says, no, you must wait for him to become uh, sane again, lucid again. My time is Reish Lakish. What's the reason for Reish Lakish? So says the source is because the Mishnah said his, la- his last words, I, when he has Kudaikas and he says, don't write the get, you completely ignore it. Oh, you ignore what's going on during Kudaikas. Rabbi Yochanan will tell you, they you can completely. Um, what does it mean that you ignore his later, his latter words? Delachi mistil when he, when his mind clears, loit sarich lemahader amluchegai. You don't have to go and check with him and consult. And you, you ignore what he says so that you carry on doing the get. You don't have to go. You know, uh, when you were insane, you told us not to write the get. Must we still go ahead with it? You don't have to worry about that. You can ignore what he said, but you do have to wait for him to be lucid before you actually put the get together. And yeah, so just to sorry, let me just read Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan Amachol, Rabbi Yochanan will tell you. What does it mean that you ignore his last words? When he becomes lucid, when his mind clears, you don't have to check with him. That's what it means you can ignore his words while he's sick. But you don't write it until he is cured. But my Kamifugi, what are Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan arguing on? And I'll give you an insight before we go in. Um, he's not, on the one hand, at the moment he's fairly insane. And you can't take what he says, he doesn't have to ask. But it's very temporary. Like, what would you say about someone who's sick? That's what they're going to bring it up. Is do we compare him more to someone who's a shoiter or more to someone who's sick? He's in between because a shoiter is permanently insane. He's never going to have doubts. He has no doubts. But this uh, person who has kudaikas, on that hand, is more similar to someone asleep. Someone who's asleep can't answer or give instructions. So to this person with kudaikas, but they're going to wake up and be 100% fine. So where is he? How do we view this person with Kutaikos? No, if he says anything when he's when he has Kutaikos, you ignore it. 
This is all where he was far, he was and far. he said, right, the get. And then he gets Kudakas. If someone in there, uh, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah. Yeah. What we, what you, the, the, they phrase it as, we, as we're going to see in the coming up discussion, this is all an introduction, but we're going to see it in the tomorrow, is if someone says, write a get for me, and then they go to sleep, you still go ahead and write the get. Are they asleep? They can't tell you to write a get. They can't uh, yeah. answer that they're don't know. So how do you view it? It says, but my kinifligi, how do what are they arguing? Reish Lokish, Metamilele Yashon, Veribiochan, Metamilele Shoite. Reish Lokish compares it to someone who's asleep, who obviously, once he's gone to sleep, you can still go ahead and write the get. So, so to when someone gets good eye, you can still go ahead and write the get. Veribiochan, Metamilele Shoite, Veribiochan, and compares it to someone who is a Shoite. Um, I, that is, um, even though he's not a real shoiter because he can recover at the moment, his das is, uh, he is like an insane person. Rabbi Yochanan, Amile Dame Yoshan, why doesn't Rabbi Yochanan compare him to someone who's asleep? He says, Yoshan, Loi Maise, Hai Machusa Maise. A person who's asleep is not lacking any action. He's going to naturally wake up 100% fine. Whereas someone with Kutaikos, you need to actually administer a cheer. You need to do something about it. So they're not naturally going to be fine. So therefore, he says he's not similar to a sleep. He's more like a shoite. Very reish lokish. I mean, email a shoite. Oh, well, then reish lokish should compare him to a shoite. He says, no, shoite lo samia biyodon. Hi, samia biyodon. There's nothing we can do for a shoite. However, this person who has kutaikos, some of the cures in our hands, we can administer the cure. What? Bisra simuka agume bachumra miracle. Meat roasted over, red meat roasted over coals. And diluted wine. Again, as we saw right about the Mishnah, that's what got us into the whole discussion about cures and things and being possessed. But that's all the, the but that's the whole uh, point. So interesting. So we have a machlokesh, Rabbi Yochanan and Rish how to understand this. Now there's an interesting question. So again, someone who has could says write a get and they then have kudaikos. You can't write the get while they have kudaikos. First question is that Doraiso on it. On the one hand, maybe it's the Raisa, because at the moment he's insane, and like Rabbi Yochanan, we consider him a shoite at the moment, until you intervene. Or on the other hand, maybe it's only Midrabonin, and it's just a concern that people say, oh look, you can make gets for people with temporary insanity with Kudaikos, and therefore they will make a get for someone who has Kudaikos, when this person, the only reason they could make the get was because he was sick before. Because, sorry, because he issued the instruction before he got Kudaikos. So that's the one question, is a door right to drop on it. And then a second level of question is what happens if someone says right to get and then they become a shoite. Something happens to them that they become a shoite, proper shoite, so there's no cure for them. Can you go through with a get or not? We know a shoite themselves cannot authorize a get. If, so some, many want to say it's the same as Loikes. Doraisa. Um, it's the same machlokes whether it's Torais or Drabonim, and it's the same machlokes, Reish Lokish and Rabbi Yechanan. Others one who say, no, everyone would agree that if he becomes an actual shoiter, then Torais, so you can't give the get. Which is quite severe. If you think about it, someone issues a get to their wife, and then they become a shoiter, you can't do it. There's nothing you can do for them. Um, but that, yeah, that, that would obviously require a little bit more eon, but that's just something um, to think about. When I was saying machlokes, the machlokes we showed him and the machlokes achron him how far to take it, but that's not yeah. That's what at this point I just said. Did Rabbi Yochanan really say this? 
really say that someone who's basically gone temporary insane, you can't are treated as if they're kutai, because if you can't do anything for them, says, but what about what Rav Yehuda said, Naim Oshmol, Shachat, Boshnaim, or Rav Shnaim, Veramaz, Veramaz, Kisvu Ketlishti. If someone had their trachea and esophagus split, a slit, they, their throat was cut, or majority of them, and they hint that they want you to write a get for their wife, you can write it and give it. But Tanya, and similarly we learned in a Braista, if you see someone who's been, whose limbs have been cut into pieces, or they've been crucified on a cross, and he hints that he wants you to write a get for his wife, you can write it and give it. Now these people who due to their situation can no longer speak, they've seems to do with their trauma of what they're going through. They can no longer speak, but they hint to you. That's very similar to someone with Kudaikos. Now there, they're going to die. And Rabbi Yochanan says, they're never going to heal, recover. And Rabbi Yochanan says, write the get for them. And here, in our case, or the price and Shmuel, which we're assuming Rabbi Yochanan would agree with. And here, Rabbi Yochanan says, no. If they have Kudaikos, they can't at the moment express themselves clearly. You can't write the get. So it seems to be a contradiction. So why is it not happy Yeah. It's like, um, you can't ask somebody that can't do something themselves to do it for you. I'm trying to think of an example. But I can't. Yeah, okay. yeah, but there it is more to... Yeah. Um, okay, so I mean, interesting, you can ask how far Shlifos goes. That's actually one of the... How someone who explained the previous Mahlok history showing him that I mentioned... Yeah. Um, how to view a shliach for someone in this situation. Right. But on the other hand, um, is, sometimes we view that more as like the general category. You're able to do a get, and theoretically you're very weak, and you're too tired, and you don't know how to write, but theoretically then you could do a yeah. get. You're, you're in the status of a person who could do a get, so you could appoint a shliach. But uh, yeah, that is a good question. He says, how can you compare Rabbi Yochanan's case to this case? He says, there, by the case of the person who's been cut into pieces, tortured, or hung on a cross, or had their throat slit, well, that, that was Shmuel's case, then his mind is clear. It's just because of his weakness, the situation he's going through, he can't speak and express his thoughts clearly. But his mind is clear. There's nothing wrong with him. And however, in our case, the person with Kudaikos, his mind is confused. So that's why different cases. Did Shmuel really say this? Did Shmuel say that someone with a slit throat is considered a laugh, right? that they can still authorize a get? If someone has had their throat slit and they run away, Aidim can testify about him. I, that they, they, they're saying, we, we, we saw his throat slit. We didn't see him die. He ran away. You can still testify about him to his wife that her husband, that she can remarry. Why? Because he's definitely going to die. You might not have seen him, but he's definitely going to die. It says, But if you're going to assume, like Shmuel says, yeah, he's alive, he can issue a get, how can you testify about him? So Omri, they said, no, he's alive at the moment. But he's going to die. I, at the moment, as long as he's alive, he's alive. But you can be confident he's definitely going to die, and therefore you can testify to his wife, say, we saw his throat being slit. Is it like, 
I wouldn't use the word trefa. But then someone who slits someone's throat by accident should get gollus. You know, someone who kills by mistake has to run to the RMA class. So this person should have to do that. Why? Because if you're telling me that this person's definitely going to die, then the person who accidentally kills him should go into gollus. Um, it says, Why does the price teach? That if someone kills someone by mistake, they don't get exiled. He says, no, Rebbe Shai explained, we taught regarding that Mishnah, We're concerned that the wind causes problems and will make him die quicker. Die. Or maybe this person who's had their throat slit would live a bit longer, but because they're flailing and thrashing about, they bring upon their own death. Now that's an interesting halacha word. Um... With Golos, a person only gets Golos if they're the sole cause of the death. As soon as you can attribute the death partially to the wind blowing on his injuries, or partially to the person himself flailing around, the person doesn't get Golos. Toysos point out here, if he's a murderer, this is by Golos, by accidental murder, that's where we have this leeway. But if he is an actual um, But if he's an actual murderer, then we don't take these factors into consideration, and he will be put to death, even if it's the flailing that made him die sooner. So now, oh, my Benet, what's the difference between whether you say it's the wind that causes him to die or his thrashing around? Where he was killed, shechted in a house, a marble house, and he's flailing. There's no concern of the wind killing him there, but it's the flailing that would kill him. Inami, the shakhtai bavare below pirchat. So maybe he was shechted outside, but he's not flailing. The car's lying there very calmly with his throat slit. So in those cases, what's the cause? You'd have to attribute it. If you say that um, flailing will bring about death, but ruach won't, well, that would determine whether he gets God. Interestingly enough, we do see, though, if you can be confident that it is that it is the person who killed him, the, the key point with the kolos here is, is there another factor causing him to die? Um, if you can be confident that there isn't another factor, for example, he's lying calmly in a marble house, so there's no external air, wind blowing that's going to cause, aggravate the wound and cause him to die. And there's no, and he's lying calmly, so you can't attribute it to his flailing. What's going to happen there? Um, then you would put the person into exile. You would say he's the trigger of the death. If someone, um, this is the next point of the Mishnah. is if someone became mute and they say, write a get, should, sorry, and they say to him, should we write a get for your wife? Then we said if he, you question him a few times and if he signals that he's, Competent, mentally competent, then you can still go ahead and write the gap. Says, Maybe the reason he's nodding yes or nodding no is because he's had like a twitch, some sort of, I don't know the exact translation, but he has some sort of twitch. So he's, he's going, you ask him, uh, do you have six children? And he goes, or whatever it is, and he nods, or he shakes that. It's because of his spasm or his twitch, not because he knows the answer. And man, this is a guy who's just gone mute. Yeah. So it makes sense to attribute actions to odd things. It says, No, you alternate the questions. 
So you ask him a question that the, you check with him a question that the answer is no and a question that the answer is yes and then no and then. But maybe his spasms are in that pattern. He nods no and then yes and he jerks no and then yes and then no and then yes. He says no. No, you ask him in a way that you ask him uh, one question that the answer is no, then two questions that the answer is yes, then two questions that the answer is no, and one question that the answer is yes. Right, so three questions no and three questions yes, but with no order. It says, Devei Rebbe Shmoltana, they taught in Devei Rebbe Shmol. Again, how do you, what sort of tri- questions do you ask? It says, You check with him things that are to do with winter in summer and summer in winter. It says, Mine, you know, what are these? Maybe you would say it is, you know, do you want a warm coat or do you want a cool shirt? says, that's not a good question, because maybe he feels, even in summer, you can get the chills. So he says, I want my jersey. Or winter, and you're feeling very warm. You, uh, you try to put a nappy on your one-year-old. After you do that for one minute, and you're uh, totally warmed up and overheating after you take off all your jerseys and jackets. So, uh, so, so those aren't good questions. Because if you ask him, um, would you like a do you think it's necessary to wear a coat or would you like a coat that's boiling hot outside but he says yeah maybe he got the chills so it's no that's not a good determining question so Ella Bapayri you're asking fruit you're asking again and Tosso's point out you don't ask him would you like an apple or would you not like because obviously he might say yes or no it depends on his taste Um, just because if you ask him in uh, winter I don't know when apples are winter fruit or I don't know um, mango you ask him in winter would you like a mango and he says yes doesn't mean that he that that he's not aware that it's winter and there are no mangoes. So what Tosos asks is more you ask him, can, should we go pick a mango for you? And some he says yes, well then it's a problem. It's interesting, yeah, I would have said that you can make up your own it seems the Gomorrah and Rabbi Tanat Bayrishol seem pretty set on the sort of questions you have to ask. It has to do with the season and it has to I would have said ask him questions that determine whether he's aware of what's going on, but it doesn't have to be no how many do you have six children? Not yes or no. Do you have? Uh, do you live in? You know, like why does it have to be to do with the season? Maybe it's like a level of subtlety that the questions have to be. But I'm not sure. Okay, we'll leave it there for today. Have a very good.